0: And my name is Jenny Blackwell, and I am up here because I understand a community named Rusty Warren. <laughs> to call her a trailblazer is to put it mildly. This woman had so much gall and gumption, she not only kicked down fences, brought kerosene, and lit that shit on fire. She is an incredible inspiration to not just females in comedy, females in general, and men who can aspire to be as bold, bold not bald, bold, <laughs> as bold and, and, and extreme as she has been over the years. She faced censorship, which we know is boo, right? And she won. She's had album after album after album. She has done so many amazing things. I want you guys to get so excited, put your hands together to honor this wonderful, wonderful woman. We're gonna watch a a short video, but give it up guys for Rusty Warren. We weren't going to
1: die because he was going to touch the boom. We were going to die that when he touched the boom, he was going to find the gym socks and the Kleenex. That knocker's up gal, Miss Rusty Warren. Hi, I'm Rusty Warren. Knocker's
0: up. Knocker's
1: up. Knocker's up. It was improper for a woman to speak the way I did about sex. Hell, I admitted to the entire world that we women like sex. We liked it! We weren't even telling the ones we were doing it with that we liked it! You pick out instances and things that happen in your life, all of a sudden it comes to you, boom! It's out of your mouth before you know it, you've got a so-called routine. Mostly I played the piano and I sang a little. But every so often, I would get a heckler, and i talked talk back to him, and people would start to laugh. And of course, I liked that laughter much better than I did some of that applause, so I started to talk more and to sing and to play less. It was in Chicago that my manager, Stan Zucker, talked me into recording of a comedy album.
0: And I had cut the, the Knockers Up album in Fort Lauderdale and uh, took it to New York, which we distributed all over the country, and it took o- over a year and a half for that album to get to the million selling point. The well, it was even
1: written up in Time magazine. Every time you pick up a magazine, Cosmopolitan magazine, have you had your orgasm today? Jesus, I haven't had time to bake the cookies. <laughs> <bit>. Jesus, <laughs> I knew about Lusty because I've always been in the record and music business and I know that she has sold millions of albums. So sure enough, when she came to play, she did tremendous business.
0: If opportunity knocks on your door, don't open it unless it bangs. <laughs> Found you <laughs> Who's funny and probably helped start
1: the sexual revolution? The knockers-up lady herself, a warm, a laugh factory. Welcome for Rusty
0: Warren.
1: Yeah. Wow! Yeah. Right. I mean, first time I've been on a stage until too many 35 years, I guess. But it's you know. I love the show tonight. Sure, it's the twenty first century. What did I expect? But I'm sitting there to myself and I'm saying, I was the dirty broad. What is this? (laughs) See what happened after these odd years? I was supposed to be Are you are you? Well, they thought I was naughty. The worst I said was hell damn and shh. and various uh, albums and all that. So, I'm saying to myself, what could happen? I met so many friends over the years, and why? For the damn albums. My mother listened to the albums <laughs> and said, D- didn't you graduate the Conservatory of Music? Didn't we spend money? Didn't we spend our careers? But I'm here, and I can't do very much today, if you know. But for 85, I'm alive. And that's good, you have to say that. You have to say that. I And I love, like, you know, I guess because of, I've lived long enough to see gay marriage, part of the world, part of my world that was so secret, nobody knew except my mother. You know, all the kinds of, they have given you guys nothing but hell, and I loved giving many of them. And you know, that's what today is about. That's so why I was talking to him, doing my date, and I said, "Why? Why? How can you got away with this? See what I did for you? Because I I couldn't do very much, but you know, I did, I did enjoy meeting everybody over the years. Now you're a young couple. I made my routine. I wanted to walk through the audience to see." Who he knows, who were friends, of course, that are here. But nothing is different within us with how we feel about everything. And I think it's, I think it's fun. I think it's a whole good thing. I don't know. They called me Joe, a tribute. My God, did I live that long? <laughs> Betty White will kill me today. I mean, it was. I'm here, and Paul said, "Come on, do it." And I said, "Okay." Luckily, I live in Palm Springs now, in Hawaii, which is my other home. But I took a drive in. God, I didn't want to go to that airport. You know, it, it is done only the decay. I have slept oxygen. I did all this stuff. And it has to go with four different pieces of paper to get with two people who all this crap. So I got there, and they wheel you in from five miles away. You don't just get out. Going to play, you know that. You're healthy. Walk. I walked it for years. Now I've got a poor guy behind me, schlepping this broad, nice Jewish girl, press, <laughs> pressing this broad down and finally getting me. First with babies and handicapped, please, away. that was me. I have a handicap thing on my nose. Here we go. But that, I've lived with that, but I'm here, and I've made such wonderful friends over the years and i think in doing so you find that life treats treat you good and i learned a lot about sex just from t- the show tonight <laughs> 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 i mean i i only know three ways well two but uh, i know i'm good <laughs> I, mean, I did i gotta got to get a new act now. I'm too old to be funny. Too old to do Rusty war material <laughs> anymore. But it, it's true about what we say about everything around us. And now I found out there's married kids here and some of the gay crowd came in and some of my friends from the press that I've seen and known for years. And they've been so kind to me considering. And this tribute, I really feel that, I don't know. I never was on it, except once Craig, Grace J. had a place, gave me a couple of honors at the big parties, but well, that was, I think, eight or 10 years ago. And uh, it's, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was pretty far, you know, I remember. But I, nobody gave me, I, there's so many comedy but I was never, I think I, I was fringed in the vague I was a fringe performer because I used the word sex and boobies and, and I never said T-I-T-S. Never. They were always boobies or knockers. And well today, I ever said nothing. Are you kidding? That's a that's a sweet word. It's sugar on it. But knockers up was my fun thing. And at that time most of the people that remember me, first of all I was size 10. <laughs> But I had little boobies. Little boobies. And then I wanted to talk to some of the ladies that are older here. What happened to your tits? What happened to them? Well, menopause. Menopause is what did it. You hit that 50 odd mark, you don't get all that goody every month anymore. You say, oh, I'm so happy that's over. And all of a sudden the tits fall. (laughs) And it's 20 years later. I said, Why I get these things. I never have these. What are they? And now I've got to wear a, a bra. I used to have to fill my bras. And it was just the way it is. I went with the changes. And it was in the 60s. I was at that, what, what uh, Dan Dell was talking about, in the parties in Vegas with the Coke and that. I just walked in with my party friend is there a bar in the house? Where's the booze? Where's the booze? But they did. Coats were there, they were offered. I just happened to be interesting. It just wasn't my thing. I smoked. That's why I have COPD today. I smoked all those years, so I can't breathe anymore. But in the fun part of it all, I enjoyed every damn bitter. I really did. And you people have been or an audience that I've enjoyed and I made friends, I guess, all over the world. And I introduced myself in England. They knew me. The Bobby 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 girl. Bobby, Bobby girl, whatever they call me. Something strange. And but I couldn't go any another country because I did didn't speak their language. But I traveled the world and whether you people I was laughing with some friends of mine the other day. I said, my God, Jay and well This is it, and the Laugh Factory. I own a part of this company, the whole street, with all my friends that we bought in 19, whatever they had, 50 or 60. We bought $5,000 worth of this. Now everything is sitting on it. I said, "Well, I guess I sold it too early." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think this is the whole thing. And it's, and it's wonderful. It's, let me have a sip. Oh, God. Who put the stick in it? <laughs> Boy, those penises go a alone. Them. Funny looking things. I miss them, but I'm, <laughs> I, I, I Anybody have? anything that they might have thought. I know that the kids that are younger here, the young men and and women, probably heard your mother's albums. They probably hid them from you and you know, I've heard that story. But the nice thing about what I did and what I thought was risque and and condemned in a lot of areas, as some part of that clip one, is that we uh, have to understand where we were coming from and what we were doing and why. So it just went on and on, and I I enjoyed the different part of the year, different part of it. Any questions, any people got anything to share that felt like you wanna, you know what i saying? I tried to go around the room first before I came here to meet most of the people that I have known beside the ones I know personally. And uh, this is a very big pride. Situation for me. I'm very touched by the Laugh Factory and Paul Hobb and the rest of the people that were so kind enough to issue this to me. And I know I'm going to get a very big prize. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I didn't ask for anything, but I made sure that every person that was a f- Rusty Warren fan get a little something nice at the front door, so I guess they took care of some people whenever that was. Paul took care of it. And I love the building. I saw them go, going up. He used to send me emails all the time about going up. And this thing, I saw this thing being built the last couple of years. So I think it's fairly new, a couple of months here and there. I wish you a lot of luck. I wish they had a lot of people coming here to see these shows and they got it going all the time. I was one of the first ones that did comedy stores. I was. Way back then, nobody did that, but everyone was doing the twist and all those dances. Nobody was going to comedy anymore, the way I was doing at the nightclubs. The booze was down, people couldn't do this, you couldn't drink and dry. It was, you know, pretty bad. So they couldn't do all this, so they made comedy clubs. And I stood and did all that for years. I got Phyllis Diller. I said, "Get your ass over." Phyllis did it. I don't. I think John Rivers did a couple of them. And then we did the Continental Baths. Now, for you straight people, <laughs> the, man, the man had the baths for many years—Chicago, New York, San Francisco, and another place—and I was invited to play. said, I said. 50,000 were all right, whatever, A 1,000 naked men, no women. Me and my PA, my assistant at the time, and my piano player, who was not gay. Well, maybe he was. But we said, this is fun. They're sitting there, you're dressed. They had towels, all men, they had towels. And I gotta say something naughty, because way in the back of the room, Said, I love you, right? They're wonderful. And everyone he was interrupting the show. I had to change it as one, from Mr. and Mrs. Severity to, to the gay audience, which was bad, just choose different material. And they couldn't keep it quiet. And my assistant said, when somebody put something in his mouth and keep that guy <laughs> out Well, I did I almost died. I mean, beyond that, Frosty Warren didn't want to say it, but my friend, and they did, and they roared, and he said, I love you," And I went back, and that happened. This was the, the, the continental death. Sex and all the rest of it. I was there in the 60s, you know, let's see, it was the women's movement, women's freedom, et cetera, in the workplace, and more. and a lot of other things happened. The black and white situation. Uh, got it much better. And of course the gays had their thing and they got a little more whatever's that happening to them. But I wanted to say really I can't stay but don't talk too long. But I do wanted to to feel how we, how warm and gracious and Paula his all the people here, the, the the two comics that went up, just enjoyed both of them very much. And I, I so we've come a long way, and that was what I feel. I've come a long way, and your audiences have helped me do that. Thank you so much.
0: Ladies lockers up, lockers up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Rusty's going to stick around. She's going to be here to sign memorabilia and, and whatnot. And uh, she also wanted to thank all of those who uh, personally good friends of hers, people who traveled to come out. And I'm not—I don't have a full list, so I know that uh, Marshall is here. Her wonderful hair and makeup team, Jean, Liz, uh, Crazy Jay, who I uh, personally know and love. Uh, if you're in Vegas, tune into Crazy Jay's Rock and Comedy podcast. And uh, and for all of those fans that have come out and as a comedian and on behalf of, of all the other female comedians who have the ability to get up on stage and say whatever the hell they want thank you
1: and uh, that's it ladies and gentlemen this Carter of the Scottsdale and Shea at the Scottsdale Laugh Factory, and Rusty Warren, on this America podcast, we will talk to you again from the Laugh Factory, Factory, Wednesday night, with Tony Visick Presents. Thank you. Good night.